Hello, everyone. My name is Dipali Garg. I'm an anesthesia resident at the University of Iowa with great interest in pursuing neuroanesthesia in future. On behalf of the Trainee Engagement Committee of SNAC, I will be presenting a brief summary of this review article published in Journal of Neurosurgical Anesthesiology. The article is titled as Perspectives on Dexmedetomidine Use for Neurosurgical Patients, and it is by Lynn et al. This review article is published in October 2019 edition of the Journal of Neurosurgical Anesthesiology. Dexmedetomidine is a highly selective alpha-2 adrenergic receptor agonist acting on central presynaptic alpha-2 receptors primarily in the pontine locus ceruleus and peripheral postsynaptic alpha-2 receptors on vascular smooth muscle. Unlike other sedatives, dexmedetomidine has advantages of less respiratory depression, minimum impact on neurophysiological monitoring, the potential for neuroprotection, and maintenance of airway reflexes and patency during awake procedures. Its effects on cerebral hemodynamics and physiology include no increase in intracranial pressure and an unchanged cerebral metabolic rate equivalent to cerebral blood flow ratio. Authors described use of dexmedetomidine in various neurosurgical anesthesia scenarios. So starting with cerebral vascular disease, carotid endrotrichotomy is performed for significant carotid artery disease. It is often associated with peripheral vascular disease, and these patients are prone to hemodynamic fluctuations caused by surgical stimulation or perioperative medications. Intraoperative hypotension and reduction in cerebral blood flow caused by Dexmed can potentially risk inadequate oxygen delivery that may necessitate the use of intracarotid shunts. Although a prospective case series by Becker et al. did not increase the incidence of shunts as compared with historical controls. Authors also noted that Dexmed is associated with more frequent hypotensive episodes in post-anesthesia care unit after the procedure. In regards to cerebral hyperperfusion, there is no evidence that Dexmed exacerbates impaired dynamic cerebral vascular autoregulation in carotid artery stenosis. Next, authors discussed subarachnoid hemorrhage. Animal studies of subarachnoid hemorrhage have found that Dexmet attenuates brain edema and reduces vasospasm by activation of extracellular signal-related kinase, enhanced cell survival and cell growth, as well as inhibition of cell apoptosis. However, clinical neuronal protection related to Dexmet's use in patients with SAH has not been confirmed in human studies. Regarding neuroprotection during global versus focal ischemia, Authors mention that animal studies have implied that after focal cerebral infarction, dexmed infusion improved micro-regional oxygen supply to consumption balance, thereby decreasing cortical infarction size with more cell survival compared to control. Also, dexmed preconditioning or post-conditioning was associated with less neuronal loss and better improved neurofunction in rats following hypoxia-induced global ischemia. However, human studies demonstrating these effects are lacking. Next, authors discussed intracranial tumor surgeries. Randomized controlled trials in supratentorial brain tumor resection have demonstrated that Dexmed as an anesthetic adjuvant resulted in less cardiovascular variability during operations and facilitated early emergence. 
for endoscopic tumor resection, such as transnasal, transphenoidal pituitary resection, stable hemodynamics, as well as minimalization of intraoperative bleeding for a better visualized surgical field is required. In a prospective randomized controlled trial by Gopal Krishna et al., infusing Dexmed at 0.7 mics per kg per hour as an adjunct to propofol fentanyl anesthesia improved hemodynamic stability and reduced fentanyl and antihypertensive agent consumption. A systematic review of 254 patients from five randomized controlled trials concluded that Dexmed provided better surgical visibility by reduced intraoperative bleeding due to its hypotensive action and hemodynamic stability. Authors discussed epilepsy surgeries requiring intraoperative mapping. Localization of seizure foci and monitoring of brain function in epilepsy surgeries are crucial. As these monitoring modalities are readily affected by most anesthetic agents, anesthesia management can be challenging. While it remains unclear why the effects of Dexmed on epileptiform activity are variable, pro-convulsant versus anti-convulsant in different animal studies, authors suggested that this could be due to a combination of different factors like drug combinations, individual phenotypes, or pre-existing neurological deficits. Thereby, authors recommended a low-dose Dexmed infusion, whereby administration can be started with a bolus of 0.3 to 0.5 mics per kilogram over 10 minutes, followed by an infusion of 0.2 to 0.5 mics per kilogram per hour. It is also important to keep in mind that patients with seizure disorders taking P450 enzyme-inducing anticonvulsant medications have an increased plasma clearance of Dexmed, indicating that higher dose might be necessary to maintain the desired sedation level. Next surgery discussed by authors is stereotactic neurosurgery. Stereotactic neurosurgery, such as deep brain stimulator placement, are treatments for patients with neurological movement disorders, Parkinson's disease, Tourette's syndrome, or various kinds of OCDs. The anesthetic considerations include an awake and cooperative patient, stable hemodynamics, maintenance of ventilation, airway reflexes, and patency due to limited airway access because of a head frame, as well as minimizing anesthetic interference with microelectrode recordings. Propofol has been commonly used as a sole sedative during DBS placement under monitored anesthesia care. However, it can decrease subthalamic nucleus activity and interfere with microelectrode recordings. Dexmed has been shown to possess several advantages in DBS surgeries, including easily arousable sedation, good patient cooperation, and no respiratory depression. Authors recommended use of lower dose infusion rates of Dexmed for DBS surgery. Higher dose, that is more than 0.8 mics per kilogram per hour infusion, should be avoided, as over-sedation may abolish microelectrode recording by suppressing the neuronal firing and decreasing background electrical activity and spike amplitudes. It may also increase the risk of respiratory suppression, especially in patients with obstructive sleep apnea or result in clinically significant bradycardia. Moving on to traumatic brain injury, sedation in traumatic brain injury patients can be therapeutic by optimizing cerebral metabolic rate of oxygen and cerebral blood flow, reducing elevated intracranial pressure, 
and preventing any kind of secondary brain injury. In a retrospective case series of 85 severe TBI patients in the ICU who received a median dose of Dexmed of around 0.5 mics per kilogram per hour for 32 hours to maintain cooperative sedation, authors found that midazolam and propofol requirements nearly disappeared, indicating the effectiveness of dexmedetomidine as a sole agent for mild sedation for TBI patients. However, a prospective randomized controlled trial to elucidate the optimal time and dose, as well as other potential effects of dexmedetomidine on clinical outcomes in TBI patients is lacking. Also, authors discussed that moderate to severe TBI patients may suffer from paroxysmal sympathetic hyperactivity due to elevated intracranial pressure. Several case reports and retrospective studies have shown the efficacy of Dexmed in preventing this sympathetic hyperactivity. However, there are no prospective and high-quality studies elucidating the safety and efficacy of preventive treatment with Dexmed. Next, authors mentioned spinal cord injury. Recent animal studies have found that intravenous dexmedetomidine attenuates spinal ventral neuronal degeneration and preserves neurological function and neuronal viability after transient spinal cord ischemia. In terms of injury biomarkers, a prospective study by Becker et al. found reduced levels of stress hormone cortisol and the inflammatory response marker interleukin-10 after intraoperative dexmedetomidine infusion in cervical spine surgery. However, these levels could not be correlated with any postoperative functional recovery parameter. Though the biochemically protective effects of dexmedetomidine observed in animal studies did not translate into clinical observation, Dexmed's practical use lies perhaps in helping to prevent secondary injury by facilitating awake fiber optic intubation and maintaining hemodynamic stability. And this has been proven in several randomized controlled trials. Regards to intraoperative neurophysiology monitoring, Dexmed's effects on evoked potentials have been observed and investigated thoroughly in spine surgeries. Somatosensory evoked potentials as well as motor evoked potentials are generally well-maintained under dexmedetomidine during spine surgeries, with retention of the ability to monitor consistent and reproducible potentials. Dexmed also decreases requirements of inhalational agents, which can interfere with neurophysiological monitoring. All currently available evidence regarding the effects of dexmedetomidine on evoked potential stems from spine surgeries. However, evidence in intracranial tumor or cerebrovascular pathologies is still lacking. Next, awake craniotomy was discussed. Awake craniotomy is performed in patients with intracranial lesion in or near eloquent brain areas requiring cortical mapping and intraoperative neurofunctional texting to maximize the resection while reducing the risk of disability. Special anesthesia considerations during the awake portion include the need for cooperative sedation and sufficient analgesia without respiratory depression and minimal interference with neurofunctional testing or mapping. Dexmedetomidine is a useful adjunct during awake state sedation. A continuous infusion of Dexmed as a primary sedative combined with scalp nerve block and small doses of opioid 
has been shown to facilitate prolonged and complex awake procedures without any airway manipulation required. It is also well tolerated in obstructive sleep apnea patients who needed continuous positive airway pressure during awake craniotomy. A recent prospective randomized study by Gotel et al. compared Dexmed to propofol based conscious sedation in awake craniotomy for supradentorial tumor resection and found that the incidence of respiratory depression or airway obstruction was around 20% with propofol remifentanyl sedation compared to zero in the dexmedetomidine group. Next, authors discussed sedation in pediatric patients with neurosurgical diseases. Sedation is usually required for imaging studies like MRI, CT scan, etc. in pediatric patients. Dexmed has been shown to provide effective sedation without respiratory depression, though recovery time may be prolonged as compared to propofol as shown in some studies. It has also been used for outpatient EEG monitoring in children, and studies have shown minimum drug effect on the quality of acquired EEG as compared to metazolam. Next, authors talked about analgesia in neurosurgery. Postoperative pain following craniotomy or spinal surgery may be significant and can lead to postoperative agitation and hypertension, which in turn can lead to complications like intracerebral hemorrhage or vasogenic edema. Opioids are effective in controlling pain but may cause respiratory depression. Dexmedetomidine can maintain airway reflexes and patency in spontaneously breathing patients while providing analgesic effects. Several randomized control trials have shown the efficacy of Dexmed in reducing opioid consumption as well as reducing post-operative pain both after craniotomy as well as spine surgery. However, standard Dexmed-Dutomidine administration strategy has not been established with regards to dose, time of initiation, duration, and combination with other drugs. Lastly, authors discussed Dexmed's use in the neurocritical care unit. Authors studied several randomized controlled trials which showed that Dexmed facilitated early extubation and was associated with more ventilator-free hours. It decreased incidences of agitation compared with the control and also resulted in significant reduction of opioid requirement. However, some studies demonstrated that Dexmed is more commonly associated with bradycardia Therefore, authors suggested close attention, especially with higher doses and longer durations of infusion. The authors summarized the review by stating that despite the benefits of dexmedetomidine, which were discussed in the article, many uncertainties remain regarding its clinical use in neuroanesthesia, and further disease-based translational studies are required to understand both short-term and long-term neurological and neurocognitive outcomes after dexmedetomidine administration. This ends the podcast for Journal of Neurosurgical Anesthesiology on behalf of Training Engagement Committee of SNAC. Thank you.